Welcome back to Unapologetically V. I'm Vanessa Lundy. For episode three, we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about daddy issues. So a few years ago, I wrote a post and the post was around Father's Day and it was called Daddy Issues and might've been like 33, the Jesus year. And I remember thinking, wow, I actually am pissed and I feel kind of abandoned. And when those feelings hit, I was I was annoyed because I was like, wait, how are you feeling some type of way about a person that was never there, about someone who doesn't even care about you? And I got emotional and everything because I thought to myself, wow, I would have wanted a father in my life to get advice from or for somebody to walk me down the aisle when I have a wedding or for someone to give me tips on why a male partner may be acting this way or that way. So yeah, I'll get back to that. But back to when I first met him. So growing up, I grew up with a single mom. And I remember being like maybe like 11 and being like, hey, mommy, I want to know like who my father is. And I remember her, you know, kind of like she looked a little offended. And I was explaining to her that You know, it's not because she did anything wrong, but because I was made up of two people, I wanted to know my other half. And she goes, well, okay. You know, and before that, there wasn't much talking about him. Any stories I heard was from my sister being like, oh, your father was a jerk or your father one day like was mad at me because I painted your nails and you were one and he was so upset. So it was always stories from my sister was never from my mother. I later on learned that my mother couldn't speak about these things because a lot of her truth was tied into trauma. So fast forward to when I was 16, like, you know, in high school, I remember um, saying to my mother, like, yeah, I wonder what my father's doing or what he's up to. Like, where is he? So we took a trip to New York. And then while I was at my cousin's house, my mother called me and she goes, hey, get dressed. I found that ninja you was looking for. And I was like, okay, crazy. So she comes, she picks us up. And then... um. We get to a Haitian restaurant, like Nostrand Avenue or something. And then there he goes. And I was like, damn, he looks just like me. He has a big ass chin. And I was like, oh, so do I look like a man or what? Because I had never seen him before. And all I saw was like that um, feature, um, the very strong chin. So I met him and I was wearing like a half T-shirt, Brazilian jeans. That's when the Brazilian jeans and the whole Shakira shit was out. And I was looking really cute, my little belly showing. And I walk into the restaurant and he's like trying to adjust my shirt. And he's like, oh, look at you. And I'm like, hey, how are you? He's like, good. And I'm like, you know, um, nice to meet you. And I was asking him questions like, you know, where have you been? And he lied like, oh, you know, I, I sent like computers and things for you. And I'm like in the same building that you left us in because we had never moved from President Street until we left um, New York from Massachusetts. So he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, well, do you have other children? And he said, yes. And I'm like, what are their names? And I think I have like a sister named Valencia or something. Tried to look for her on Facebook, but couldn't find her. And I'm like, do you take care of them? And he's like, yeah, I take care of them. So I was like, oh, damn. So they're going to take care of and not. And here's my mother in the background. Um, to everybody that's sitting there and coming in. And she's like, oh, you see him? You see him? It's his first time seeing his daughter in, in X amount of years. And he doesn't take care. And he's looking at her like, 
Like, yo, I'll hit you. <laughs> and I, I came to find out it's not funny, but, you know, at the time it was just kind of like, guys, like I'm trying to meet this man and my mother's just, you know, in her feelings and he's looking at her like, yo, I'll put hands on you. And I ended up finding out that he used to try to pull those stunts and my mother wasn't having it um, because she's part thug and she was just like, he had to go. So anyways, while we're there talking, you know, and that was it. And I exchanged information with him. I said, hey, well, I'm not looking for anything but I'm willing to build a relationship with you because I understand that everybody has a past and maybe you didn't know any better. Sure enough, after that day, I didn't see him. And I found out after I saw him that night, my mother said that when she found him earlier, he gave her a telephone number, but he gave her the wrong telephone number. So already he was already, you know, scheming and thinking like maybe we were looking for something. So my mother found him again. So I never heard from him, didn't try to reach out. Didn't think anything of it. Okay, later on that year, I got pregnant. But it's when I was in my 30s, my early 30s, I realized that even though I had never known him, a part of me felt abandoned. And it wasn't until that time, like three years ago, two years ago, where it really hit me. And I was just looking back and reflecting. And I thought, wow, I think, and I realized that for a while, I was seeking and looking for something and my husband, young boyfriend at the time that I really needed from a father. But, you know, when I used to hear daddy issues, I used to think daddy issues were, you know, used to hear women sleeping around. And me and my sisters would be like, nah, she ain't got daddy issues. She's just a hoe. <laughs> you know, like, if you're going to be a hoe, you're going to be a hoe. Because for us, we just, that wasn't our problem. But it doesn't always have to result in you having multiple partners. So then... um, like I said, I started realizing that, man, like I feel abandoned. And and when I wrote that post, I thought to myself, you know, how are you, how are you feeling abandoned? How are you in your feelings for somebody that, that you never met? And I, and, and I realized, and I was telling my girlfriend, Natasha, um, the other day that fatherless daughters have it harder. Growing up, we learn how to be women from our mothers. But when you don't have a male figure, like I didn't grow up with like a close uncle, I didn't grow up with a grandfather and my same experience with my father is what my mother had with her father. So my grandfather came around when my mother was in her 30s, but she had been abandoned and it was history repeating itself. And I had the same experience. So my mother taught me how to be a woman, how to be a mom, but I didn't have somebody to go to that said, oh, you know what? This is why men act like this. So this is what you can look for. And I realized um, when I became older that women who had great fathers in their lives or a great positive male figure, they were choosy. They were picky about the kind of men that were in their lives, um, about who they would settle for. And a lot of them always said, I'm not going to settle for X, Y, and Z. When my father treated my mother like this, <clears throat> or my father treats me like this. And I thought, oh, okay. So I'm not saying that we can't make mistakes or we don't, we don't make bad decisions or have hardships, even with a great father. Um, in our lives, but I find that we have to go through, jump through more hoops. You know what I mean? Have it harder because we just don't know. So for example, I met, I met my husband in high school. We we're 15, 16. There were things that we went through, little arguments we had that had I had a father or male figure in my life, he would have just said, no, he's just a young man. He's immature. So there was a point where I was putting pressure and looking for him to provide things that he himself didn't have, um, uh, wasn't given the tools. He didn't have an example. And then I myself didn't know. I didn't know that, okay, boys are just mature and or this is how they operate or communicate. So that shit didn't hit me until I was like in my 20s, 30s. And I had to realize, oh, some of the shit you was asking him, 
he couldn't do for you. And some of the shit you were asking for is because you had daddy issues and you had abandonment issues. And I and then I ended up realizing that when I would have issues uh, um, with a partner or an ex that that it felt like abandonment again. So I'm like, shit, I got to really tap into this. I'm like 33, crying and all emotional on Father's Day because like this motherfucker don't want to be in my life. And it, it made me feel like, even though I felt like I did great and my mother did a good job, I still felt like I was rejected. Like, why wouldn't you want to be in my life? Like, how could you have a child and not want to know what they're doing? Like, you don't think about me. So the more I felt that way, the more annoyed I got. And the more I was just like, all right, Vanessa, now you're being thirsty, now you're being desperate. And then I had to allow myself to have some, some um, um, to, to be empathetic with myself and have some sympathy and say, you know what? And be compassionate and say, look, you're human too. You don't know any better. But now I'm like, okay, I got to talk about it with my therapist. So I started talking about it with my therapist for a little bit, but then homegirl disappeared. She had a baby and never came back. And I'm like, yo, come back. I got so much to talk about and so much shit. I want you to try to help me um, figure out. So when I do go back to counseling um, therapy, that's one of the things that that I want to talk about. But it took me it took me 20 something years to realize that I had daddy issues and abandonment issues in other in, in a bunch of different ways and areas. And I didn't notice it until then. So that was that was therapeutic for me, having to sit down with those feelings and being like, okay, you feel abandoned, your feelings are hurt, but then you still move on. And then I, I had to also have a different approach with my mother. And I realized that once I explained to her that it's nothing that she did wrong, she was able to talk more about her trauma and how her father wasn't there. And I was able to lend an ear and and have have empathy and not look at it like, you know, she's angry because... A lot of times when um, these males are no longer in the home or they abandon the family, the children are reminding, you know, the the mother of the father and different characteristics and behaviors. And I noticed that in my mother that sometimes she'd be, she'd look a little triggered. And I used to be like, am I reminding you of him? And I remember one time saying to her, well, I didn't tell you to pick him. Like, you know, don't give me an attitude. And I had to kind of pull back and be a little more a little more soft. And when I got a little more soft, it's like we both started talking and dealing with it. And she would randomly be like, yeah, as we're watching TV or hanging out, she'd be like, yeah, he used to do this and he just tried to do that. And she was able, I'm not saying I'm a therapist for her, but she was able to have the conversation with me and I was being less judgmental and I was empathetic and saying, oh, okay. You know what? She she also has has her own issues. And and a lot of my truth, like I said in the beginning, a lot of my truth and questions I had was tied to her trauma. So when I was younger, at first, I was just like, yo, what's this lady's issue? Like, why wouldn't you want to tell me? Like, I wasn't asked to be born. But when I realized that for her, it wasn't just her being an asshole. It was like it, it was bringing up painful times and things and memories that she didn't want to remember. So I plan on still um, talking about it in therapy, but it was nice to see the change in my mother, whose father came later in life as well, and seeing her talk about my father more and learning more about him and and me being like, okay, totally understand why you 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 ditched him and made him leave. Like, you know, like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck, fuck him. Like, fuck that ninja. Like, nobody cares, you know? So, um, so yeah, it, it, it was a big, big, big um, pill to swallow. Because I was just like, yo, I really got daddy issues in my 30s. Like, this shit's wild. Like, I thought I thought I was good. Everybody I knew growing up had um, 
single parent in the home. So I thought that was the happy way to be. And then boom, at 30 something, you're like, nah, actually, um, this shit hurts and and you got to deal with it before it spills over and you start looking for these things in a man because you never had it from a father. So I still ain't got a daddy, but I got a, you know, I got an uncle in Christ. I got a father in Christ. And um, that has helped even in the last two years um, while being um, stronger in my faith and praying and them just explaining certain things to me. And then it also made me um, less judgmental towards my husband for the things that he wasn't able to do that I was requiring of him. So yeah, it worked out. That was Daddy Issues for episode three. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Vanessa Lundy, and I'll see you guys for episode four. 